Time for Solving the World's Problems. Senior writer for The Herald, Simon Wilson, joins us now. Hello there. Kia ora, Jesse. I really enjoyed your uh, story on the celebrity debate that occurred in Auckland a couple of weeks ago. Oh, well, I guess thank you for that. It, it wasn't always enjoyable to be at, but um, there you go. <laughs> okay, where does this story begin? <laughs> you being invited along, I suppose. Yeah, I, I, so yeah, um, Leo Malloy, who some of your listeners may remember was a uh, mayoral candidate in Auckland last year until he uh, pulled out, um, and is a public, well, very well known publican here, uh, rang me up and invited me to the celebrity debate they were having on the topic of all media are drongos, which is a reference to. Uh, a phrase Wayne Brown used uh, in a text to his tennis group during the anniversary weekend flood beginning of this year when he apologised to his tennis group he wouldn't be able to play that weekend, not because of the weather, <laughs> it was really boring, but because he had to deal with the media drongos. Mm-hmm. Um, so all media drongos was the moot. Um, it was impossible to tell on the in the evening who was on what side because <laughs> they turned out pretty much all to think that was true and thought it was just fine to keep saying it. Right. But what was astonishing about the evening was that almost all the participants took it as an opportunity for extraordinarily foul-mouthed behaviour, um, a whole lot of sexist jokes, a whole lot of some racist stuff, a whole lot of homophobic stuff, uh, a whole lot of just casual abuse of people as a way to be witty. Um, and Wayne Brown was one of the speakers, Leo Malloy one of the speakers, Shane Jones, New Zealand First Party was one of the speakers, Sir Graham Henry was one of the speakers, and he participated in that too. Um, Judith Collins as well from the National Party, and I want to say in defence of Judith, Judith did not swear, as far as I know, once during the whole evening. She did not participate at that level in the debate. Uh, she was there and, and making other jokes and making other points. So good on Judith Collins. You're you know. not so sensitive, Simon, that you're worried about a bit of bad language, are no, you? No, I'm, I'm not, but I was really astonished at the way in which... I mean, this, this whole evening has been described as a roast, just a bit of a fun roast. Mm. And, and I think Celebrity debates often yeah. end up like that. I was involved in one yeah. earlier in the year, uh, and you make a bit of fun of the people yeah. on the other team. And yeah, sure. yeah, so you do that. Um, but do you have to make the fun in a way that just uh, is calculated to offend people and also calculated to offend... Uh, the smugly righteous idea that nobody should be offended by these horrible jokes. Mm. I mean, do you have to... Is, is that the only way in which you can be funny in public or funny in private, uh, in which you can be a celebrity making fun? Uh, and if you think about a roast, the idea of a roast is you take a well-known public figure who has been on the whole widely praised and you take them down a peg or two. Mm. Uh, but you do it with affection. You do it because uh, they are someone you who, underneath it all, you do esteem. Mm. They're not someone you uh, actually have. You're not uh, out to get them. You're not out to get them. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Um, and in this particular case... Um, this was just powerful people punching down to to uh, anonymous, uh, easy targets, i.e. the media, uh, which is, I, I'm not quite sure, I don't think I'm being overly sensitive here, I'm not quite sure how that's really helpful to anyone. Is it is it punching down when someone who is the subject of media criticism makes jokes about the media? Um, no, that's not, that, that's, that's fine. Um, but it wasn't really like that. It wasn't. It wasn't um, like that in that way. And, and actually, um, you know, Graham Henry was a good example. Actually, he was. It was quite interesting. He he was very funny. He's a very dry-witted man, 
Uh, and he talked about, he said, look, I'm a very humble man, so it's hard for me to say these things. <laughs> and then he set out all the extraordinary achievements yeah. he had as coach of the All Blacks yeah. and the, what they'd won and what he'd won and so on. Um, and he used that to attack Wayne Brown, which was funny. He said, you know, I've done all these things. Everybody mm. knows I've done these things. You've done nothing, yeah. um, which kind of was funny in itself in a way. But then he went to the media and he said, the media should be positive about the All Blacks. They are the best team in any sport in the world and they should be pos- positive and they're not doing that, they're just taking us down and it's not reasonable. All Blacks famously are very hard uh, for the media to engage with because there is very little real engagement and you know, if, if Graham Henry is true, they are the best sports team in the world, don't they deserve a critical engagement rather than you know, simply adulation? Yeah. And don't we as the fans uh, deserve a bit more of the Ruby Tui approach to media and a bit less of the uh, grunt, um, nothing to see here mm-hmm. approach that we more normally get from the men? Um, some of those All Blacks are quite articulate to interview, by the way. It's just sometimes, oh, well, I'm pleased to hear that. sometimes <laughs> hard to, um, to get to them. Um, devil's Advocate, you have come into this environment where everyone on stage is happy with what's going on and it sounds like everyone in the audience was happy with what was going on and wasn't offended. You've gone in there and you have got offended on behalf of some some people who weren't in the room. You know, why not just not go in there just, in the first place? Suck it up. Yeah. It, yeah. So I was invited um, and I was invited to write about it. Um, so uh, I don't feel I was in the wrong place in that sense. And it's my job uh, to cover these sorts of events. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an event of public significance, I think. And what I wrote was a straight news report. I just quoted what they said. I, I didn't do a column about it. Mm-hmm. I just wrote he said and then he said and then she mm-hmm. said. Um, and, so, some, know, to be fair, some of that stuff looks wor- or arguably looks worse on paper when you're not there and you can't tell the spirit in which it was said and the fact that perhaps in some cases the person who the joke was about was laughing and... Yeah, I, you know I, what I mean? It's devoid of context. I do, I do know what you mean, but I'd also want to say that when you're reporting, well, this is what he said, it's also very hard to give the context. It's hard to present. See, I, I, I think I wasn't successful in presenting the wider context of it very well because I was limited to that approach. I wasn't able to say what it was like more widely in the room. And um, honestly, it, it, it was, I mean, people were crowing and baying and, and having a good time. But it was, I also thought there's a kind of backs to the wall defensiveness about this. How dare you criticise us for having this kind of humour and how dare you criticise us for behaving this way. We're just having a bit of fun was the uh, tone of a lot of it. And people who say that know that they're doing the wrong thing. They just want to be able to get away with it. Mm. Um, and it's a bit tiring to watch. Yeah, humour is often derived from the fact that you're saying something which is a bit naughty, and in 2023 there's a lot of stuff which is naughty and you wouldn't say out in public, and so maybe that adds to the kind of the the danger value of the humour, of the jokes being told. Yeah, I'm not sure that really excuses uh, a whole lot of of humour that is simply calculated to, uh, when you say a bit naughty, it's calculated to ridicule and marginalise people who've spent their whole lives being ridiculed and marginalised mm-hmm. and, and, and are now saying enough's enough. Um, we can move on from that. Mm-hmm. How'd you feel at the end of the night? <laughs> um, 
Oh, not fabulous. No, not fabulous. Um, I, Your I, name was on the menu, wasn't it? My name was on the menu. And my yes. name. Your name was on the menu too. Yes, they they. So you know that was part of it. The menu, the drinks, and uh, food menus uh, were there. So abusive references to me and to you uh, and to Ali Moore, Alison Moore, the the uh, Me Too journalist at Stuff. Um, the drink for her was the Alison Moore's Bitter and Twisted. Uh, you can think that's funny if you like, but actually I think that's an appalling thing to say. Simon Wilson, nice to have you, and thanks so much. Thank you. Uh, you can see Simon's report on that night on the Herald website. He's a senior journalist for that newspaper.